to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Julie Graham. And I'm Darlene Brock. And Julie, you I know people ask you a lot of questions about things in life, like like what? Probably now about the fitness regime you're on. <laughs> That's true. I, I, you know, one side effect, if you'll call it that, I, I don't even mind it. And side effect, I think, has like a negative connotation. But one thing about kind of living my life as publicly as I do is I do. I get a lot of questions. Um, right now, you're right. I am getting a lot of questions about what I eat. You can DM me. I'll be happy to hook you up with who I'm working with for my fitness competition. But um, you know what the number one question I get? No. What is it? How do you get your hair in that messy bun? <laughs> because maybe that's achievable. The diet that you're on may not be. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. And I, I, every time I think, I really have to do a tutorial because it's shockingly easy and ridiculous. It just takes a few tries. I think you need to do that on one of your next videos, Julie. You need to show the world how you really master that bun that's 14 <laughs> feet in the air, that one. So true. Yeah. I mean, I get other questions too. I mean, I've gotten a lot of questions about... You know, how do you seem to manage it all? How do you do it all? Like, nobody's doing it all. That's the answer. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Mm. What about you? Uh, you know, I get questions. I get odd questions from people I don't even know that are almost too embarrassing to answer. Um, mm-hmm. But then I get, for what we do, I get a lot of questions about what is this grit and grace about? And what do you mean by that? And are you really Christians? What are you? And it's really tough, Julie, because I've fielded these questions for about a bazillion years. <laughs> Your entire career, right? That's yeah. the question you get time and time again. It is. When we were in the music business, it was the same thing. You know, is this really Christian music? Is it not? And a long time ago, I decided actually music is music. Mm-hmm. A website is a website. A podcast is a podcast. Mm-hmm. It in and of itself is neither Christian or not Christian. We are women who are Christians, and so the principles that we have gained and the the life we've chosen to live kind of weaves in and out of everything that we do and say. But that doesn't mean we don't talk about everything. Yeah. I I do think that's really something that sets us apart here at the Grit and Grace Project and this Grit and Grace Life. Um, I've worked here for, you know what, I think tomorrow is four years as we're recording this. Did you get me an anniversary present? You know, I love presents. I know, but it would be food and you can't eat it. So not (laughs) going to happen. That's true. I do love food. Dang it. (laughs) I'll take a rain trip. I would like to celebrate my four year anniversary on October 27th. Okay, deal. Um, But yeah, I get that question a lot, especially because I came out of, you know, full-time Christian vocational ministry to come work here for the Great and Grace Project. And honestly, I, you know, we had so many conversations about that transition and, you know, even getting to a place where I really understood that you know, my calling to share my life and to um, let my faith be the primary thing in my life, no matter what I'm doing. This has been a season for me of walking that out in a different way that I'm proud of. I'm thankful for. I'm proud of what we do here at the Grit and Grace Project and that, you know, the women who write for us and the conversations we have, of course, they come from our Christian belief. But no, we wouldn't say we're a Christian website or a Christian podcast. And we're okay with that. We are, because we like to deal with real life. And whether you have a faith or not, Mm -hmm. you're dealing with real life. 
Right. You're dealing with the real day-to-day hurts, struggles, challenges. But in that, that's kind of why we named it the Grit and Grace Project, and we talk about women's strength. And some people say, well, how can you have grit? Or what do you do with grace? Or how can you be strong without your faith? Yeah, I mean, our tagline is, we are a place for strong women and those who want to be. And I think some people are uncomfortable with the fact that God is not mentioned in that phrase. And yet, I think what we want to talk about here is that we believe our grit and our grace, which we would also say is our strength, ultimately comes from the God who made us with those qualities. And so we want to talk a little bit about what that looks like for us and how that plays out in the things we do, sure, at the website and on the podcast, but more importantly, how that plays out in our individual grit and grace lives. And Julie, I think the starting place is we believe those three words, grit, grace, and strength, are an embodiment of how we were created. It comes from God. Those those qualities come directly from God into us. So, you know, I say whether you're a Christian or not, those are still within you because you were made by God. You were created to have that and be able to live life with those abilities. I'm going to completely throw you off. This is not in the outline. Would you be willing to say that all of God's creation, meaning man and woman, have these innate strengths and qualities? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, the the Bible says we, human race, was created by God. In His image. In His image, exactly. Genesis 127 says that, yeah. Yeah, and so if we have qualities that reflect His image, every single one of us, why would I think differently? Yeah, I think some people hear us, you know, as a brand or whatever, and hear us talking about women of grit and grace, and think, "Well, does that mean men don't have that?" No, we're so not into all of that. No, no, we're not into the we're this and men are that. We really just ultimately believe in the inherent value and worth of all of God's people. And yet, of course, we're women. And so we speak to women and we want to encourage women to find the strength that we believe they have, which comes from, yes, grit and grace. So what do we mean when we say grit? Grit determines that life challenges will neither defeat or define us. And that to us is the end goal, Julie, that the things that we face, we're not defeated by, nor do they speak to who we are, who we can be, who we want to be. We believe neither are true. Yeah. And, and the truth is, is it's so easy to kind of compare your life circumstances to hers and his and theirs, but we all have difficulty. We all have trauma and tragedy in our life on varying levels and at different seasons and times, but we cannot be defeated by them. God's too powerful in us. True. And I think at that point in time, it's not that you don't sit back and say, I'm exhausted, I'm hurt, I'm sad, I am beaten up, but you know what? You don't surrender. You may rest, but you'd never surrender. Instead, you get up and say, all right, I'm going to tackle it one more day. Yeah, I mean, the Bible has so many verses that speak to this. In fact, I think I'll even use the show notes to kind of give some supporting um, scripture for these things, because I know that that will be helpful for someone who really wants to unpack, especially if you're in a season where you're feeling like, "Ah, I feel like I need this God-given grit and I don't know where to get it. Um, Make sure you check the show notes. But I love the idea that um, life in the Christian faith is described as a fight all over the Bible. 
Um, and that's a good thing because God's ultimately fighting for us. And yet he calls us to participate in the fight and to look at it as, yeah, he's the one giving us the strength and it's okay to, um, with grit, with endurance, with intentionality, face the challenges and not be, you know, affected in such a way that we're mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and ultimately physically defeated by the hard things. You know, for years, because I am a fighter by nature. It's <laughs> just so scrappy. I am. I don't know where it came from. Maybe because I'm like the little chihuahua. I'm the small dog that has to bark at the big ones. I'm not sure. Um, I could see that actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could too. Um, but there were years where I thought that was probably not good, mm. that I mm. am such a fighter. And if you are a woman like me who claims this faith, well, am I not supposed to be meek and mild? And mm. no, apparently not. I finally realized that you're absolutely right. The Bible speaks enormously about taking on the fight, putting on the armor, going to battle. So it is a positive, good, and strong quality that it don't we don't give up. We use. 2 Timothy 4, 7 is one of those verses that kind of uses this fight and strength imagery, um, comparing life to a race. It says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I mean, that right there is goals, right? Like that's life goals. You're not really a racer, although you'd like to drive race cars. I absolutely would. Yep. (laughs) I'd kill myself, but it'd be a fun day (laughs) till that happened. And then you'd be at the end and it would be awesome. awesome. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's that idea of, yeah, this is going to be challenging. It's going, it's going to be draining at times. Right now I am training for a fitness competition that you have asked me twice today. Are you okay? (laughs) Yeah. You ladies know, bubbly, excited, vivacious, Julie. Graham. Well, she's kind of dragon tail right now, a little bit tired. And she said, no, I I am working out. And I realized, well, yeah, she's burning 14,000 calories a day and eating 200. Of course she's tired. (laughs) And that's okay. You know what I'm doing? I'm tapping into my grit and doing this thing that I've set my mind to. And I'm asking God to continue to give me the endurance for another six weeks to do it. That's what the Christian life is about. The other thing we talk about is that our challenges define us, Julie, and they don't. Whether you are a cancer survivor, you're a divorcee, you're married, you're single, you have kids that are going their own way, a way that's not good, or you're married to an addict. It doesn't matter what the position you find yourself in in life. That's not your definition. That's simply part of your story. Yeah. I, this is one that we cannot go back to enough. Actually, episode 78, How Do I Know What Defines Me? We really unpack this mentality that women have that my stage of life and my current role or a role that I used to have that I don't have or a role that I want that I don't have is ultimately what people see about me and how they measure my value and worth. And it's just so not true. Now, it is tempting. It's so tempting. Um, but that's not what God says is important about us. No, he, he actually says he loves us and made us, and that's where our value comes from. Yeah, can you imagine being King David, and at the time that he did all the nasty stuff he did of sleeping with the other woman and having her husband killed, people would go, "That's what he's about." Mm-hmm. And his whole life isn't about that. You know, God chooses to put the messiness in the Bible, but He also shows the totality of the life. That's true of us too, and we need to remember that at our lowest points. It's simply a place in time. It's not your whole story. Yeah. I mean, the beauty of being in a relationship with God is that his grace, his love overcomes 
all things. Um, you know, you mentioned some of the, the roles that maybe you're, or titles that you have that you kind of cling to and, and cower under. Maybe somebody's listening who's had an abortion or um, left their marriage or, you know, is struggling in addiction. Even those things, those things that we as humans somehow rate on a heavier, bad scale. I'm guilty of that. I'm judgmental at times of those things. Um, and yet I need grace for the things that I've done and said and haven't done in my life. We're all equal in the eyes of God, and he loves us all the same. It's true. And we are all equal in our sin, too. That mm-hmm. There is not a tear of mistakes, sins, things that you should not be doing. They are not graded. They're not on a, a curve. They are actually all the same in the eyes of God. So we can't feel all that much better about ourselves than when we look at somebody else. Mm-hmm. Psalm 138 actually says, Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. And I love that verse because it's it's just a reminder that even when I do start to get hung up on my weaknesses, on my mistakes, um, on areas where I might even believe God wants me to grow and change, I ultimately need to go back to his unending, overflowing, beautiful love for me. And that actually gives me the grit to keep moving forward. Do you know what else I love about that is we don't have to walk around going, look at this verse. I am wonderfully made. I am complex. I am totally awesome. We really just can acknowledge within ourselves we're created that way and live it out. We don't have to repeat it over and over. We have to believe it and live it out. And when we say these qualities are within us, that's because we're wonderfully and complexly made. So do you really think that there's grit in every person? I do. I absolutely do. And what's amazing is you will see some of the sweetest little people who seem timid. And then you realize that, you know, they have done something like hidden things in the closet that they didn't want somebody to see. So it's kind of like, I'm going to fight, but I'm going to do it where nobody could see it. And, you know, it's still (laughs) fight. Passive aggressive, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the passive aggressive. It's still fight. You still have it within you. We just all have to figure out how to use it well. Yeah, I mean, the more tenacious of us, I'm looking at you and obviously thinking of myself as well. Absolutely. There are times that my grit gets me in trouble. You know, there's <laughs> times where, okay, that's a little too much grit. Let's sand that down. Let's get the, like, what's it called? Like the lower level uh, sandpaper or whatever? Sand the finer. Paper. Yeah, uh-huh. the finer grit. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, I mean, again, all of us are capable of taking anything in this life too far. It's our sin nature. Um, and yet what we're saying is we want to give you the freedom to walk in these things that are afforded to you and available to you. And actually when we do them, we're honoring God. And when we don't do it, we'll go so far as to say you're dishonoring God or you're missing an opportunity to worship him in fullness when you're not walking with the grit he offers. Yeah. And we want to make it clear. Grit is not you know, conquering some amazing goal or task or, you know, big hurrah thing. Grit can be one day you just got to get out of bed because you've had such a tough week. You're having such a hard time in life and having grit is what you need just to get up, get dressed and face your day. So if that's you today and you're actually maybe even settling into a little bit of peace hearing that Grit for you today might just be getting out of bed. That's okay. Draw from your God-given grit today and trust him 
moment by moment that he's going to give you the grace that you also need. So let's go to the grace thing that he offers. So you probably know that we say grace gives kindness to ourselves and others, even when it's hard. That even when it's hard part is literally, it's like the gold. I'm pretty sure you wrote that. Yeah, because I'm old enough to know that grace can be really hard, especially for us. Sometimes it's easier to give it to other people than it is to give it to ourselves. Oh, for sure. And I I love that we talk about that, that we actually can't extend grace to others unless we're able to give ourselves grace first because it colors. And when you recognize how much you need it, then you're able to, in a God-honoring, you know, God-imitating way, give it to other people. And two, Julie, one thing we need to remember is that grace isn't something that you can earn Mm. or that you deserve or even warrant. Mm -hmm. It's actually something that is extended to us Mm. from a merciful God when we absolutely didn't deserve it. So if we think somebody else has to earn it from us, then we have forsaken the way it was given to us in the first place. One of my favorite passages in Romans 5 that every time I read it still like slaps me upside the head, gives me goosebumps and brings me peace says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. That's verse six. I'm skipping to verse eight, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. We weren't doing the good right thing. And he decided to reward us with Jesus. No, the exact opposite. He gave the gift we could never have deserved that we were never going to earn because of his love for us. Well, and it doesn't stop there. I think sometimes when you find yourself at a place where you've actually met Christ and you're wanting to live a life, then you think that he's going to back down from his commitment. You think, oh, I screwed up, so he's not going to give me grace this time, or I, I'm heading the wrong direction, he's not pursuing me, or he doesn't want anything to do with me now. He's given up on that grace thing. That is so far from the truth. He never gives up. He never walks away. He is always present, long-suffering, mm-hmm forbears every bit of our nonsense and just wants to go, I'm still here. Just say hi. I mean, I kept reading because I just love this passage so much. Verse 11, he says, so now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. And he's like the best BFF. (laughs) Like for reals. It is. It's true. Forget all the others because he'll never let us down. He won't do that. He never will. So that word grace is incredibly important to us because it's it's literally our lifeblood and it's the way we want to carry ourselves in our relationship with ourselves and with every other person we interact with. So we're going to keep beating that grace drum here at the Grit and Grace Project. Yeah. Okay? Okay. <laughs> and we're not going to say it's easy. Mm. We're not going to say it's an easy thing to do when you've been hurt by someone or, you know, injustice is real. Mm-hmm. Unfairness is real. Um, harm is real. And sometimes you look at the situation or the person and think, you don't deserve grace. Mm -hmm. You don't deserve for me to extend that. And they probably don't. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it because we didn't deserve it either. And we'll unpack this more and have unpacked this on other episodes. We're also not saying that in giving grace to people, you continue to be in hurtful or harmful relationships. No, I mean, that comes with wisdom and that's a separate conversation. But as far as your attitude and heart toward yourself and others is a, is a posture of grace 
And then there's wisdom and balance in who you continue to put yourself around and be in daily relationship with. Then we get a lot of questions, Julie, about how we discuss strength and strong women because we are a place for strong women and those who want to be. Me. I say I'm both of those. Mm -hmm. One day I'm strong. The next day I really wish I was and Mm -hmm. I want to be so badly again. Mm -hmm. And we are a place for that. And so, again, do we think that we are strong in and of ourselves? Well, Yes and no. Mm-hmm. What? I don't like that. Yeah. It's got to be one or the other, Dar. Nope, 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 nope. There's a lot of things in the world that are not one or the other. They're That's why yes I love and you. no. <laughs> it's uh, both and. and. <laughs> both and. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's because we know that the strength within us came from God in the first place. Everything that we are originated from Him. We are created in His image with the same qualities. So we have it. It starts there. And then You find in life that perhaps you've grown, you've learned a lot, you have wisdom, and you can push through because of what's been built within you that God's already done. Then there are other times you're faced with things that you say, I have no clue, no clue whatsoever. What am I supposed to do next? And go, God, I need that extra strength. I know I've got what I've got so far, but I need just more to tackle this one. I know so many people, you know, kind of, question the line of, you know, strong women. And does that mean we're, you know, on the feminist train and and this and that? And, you know, we just almost kind of have to laugh. Um, Because like we said, we believe that both men and women have inherent value and strength, but we would be silly to not acknowledge the fact that the Bible actually said that it wasn't good when it was just man. And so we, we love that the Bible makes it clear that God saw a need to create the woman. And we are now walking in Eve's, you know, lineage and we are still inherently needed on this earth. And the strength and the way we portray God's strength is incredibly valuable and unique and different from men. And so we don't shy away from that. We find it to be a beautiful thing. Yeah. And going back to the Bible, Julie, I spent several years studying the women of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And as you know, because I know we've had this conversation, there's some pretty amazing women in there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they did things not so great, and sometimes they did things magnificent. And if you want to find some role models, there's some great ones. Yeah, and what we love about some of those women is their stories are interlocked with other strong women. I mean, we find greater strength when we connect with other women who are like-minded, who believe in our individual strengths and values and bind with us to fight this grit and grace life together. Yeah, it was three women who ran to the tomb together. They didn't go by themselves. They went, hey, you and you, come on, let's go. That rock's going to be big. <laughs> that rock's going to be big. Surely we'll find some man to help us out, but, you know. No, just not. bring Julie. She'll be able to move <laughs> yeah. it with those muscles. True. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, that there's power in banding together, which is why we created this place, that we can say, hey, ladies, it's okay to acknowledge both your God-given grit and grace, that there's power in that, and we get to point to God by doing that. You know, and one thing when we say we're strong women, again, like grit, we're not saying we won't ever be weak in a moment, mm. that we we will sometimes face some challenges that seem impossible and seem as if we don't have within us what we need. And we're not alone in that, Julie. It's kind of, it was actually encouraging to me when I discovered that before the crucifixion, Christ said the same very thing about himself. 
In Matthew 26, 41, he says, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So Jesus himself is acknowledging, hey, I want to do this thing that God's called me to. And yet I'm feeling utterly helpless in this moment. So if Jesus felt that way, of course, we're going to feel that way. But those are the moments that we then in faith turn to the God who made us and loves us and sees us. And we tap into that grit and we press forward, even if it's just a millimeter. There's another verse that I absolutely love with this, Julie, because it it kind of finishes the story for us. And that's in 2 Corinthians 13, 4. Although he was crucified in weakness, he now lives by the power of God. We too are weak, just as Christ was. But when we deal with you, we will be alive with him and will have God's power. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't just end with our weakness. Mm-hmm we actually can turn the page and hold on to God's power as we move forward in the challenges that we face. So what about the woman who's feeling really insignificant, that she doesn't bring anything to the table? Maybe she doesn't have you know, that more outgoing personality or you know, um, what would be perceived as confident grit or grace. What would you say to her? Uh, not true. Every single one of us has value. Uh, We weren't individually placed on this earth for no reason. Mm, We each have a job to do, a life to fulfill, a purpose to complete. And actually, the Bible tells us that too. 1 Corinthians 12, 22 says, On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. I mean, not to be silly, but it's like, what if you didn't have your little toe? It's a small, seemingly insignificant part of your body, but you would certainly miss it. Oh, no, you can't walk. Did you know that? If you are missing those, you have to relearn how to walk because it steadies your balance. And it's just a toe. So, you know, you go, but it's just a toe, but a toe will make me fall over or not. That's what it's saying in this. Yeah. And I think that that's something we struggle with as women is we look at the people around us who are doing what we perceive as bigger, better things. And God, God has to be so sad to see us wallowing in that. He has to want us to know and to trust and to believe and instead to tap in to the things that he's doing in and through and for us and find joy in those things and do them with every every ounce of our ability, um, not looking for them to be a certain level compared to somebody else, but doing it for him. We started this podcast today um, with the fact that we do get a lot of questions um, from Julie's messy bun to what do we really mean by grit and grace and what is a woman's strength? And, you know, today we wanted to unpack that a little bit and we hope you give us some more questions because we'll do our best to answer anything, anytime. And we'll be honest, there'll be questions we get that we think, I don't really know where to take this one. Let's submit that to Dr. Zoe. Um, You may or may not know that we have a free advice column at the Grit and Grace Project where you can submit a question about any area of your life. You can even anonymously ask. Maybe you're struggling with a difficult relationship or an issue in the workplace or you're battling anxiety or depression or struggling as a single mom or as a stepmom. All of those kinds of questions are fair game for Dr. Zoe, and you could even just spend some time reading through the questions she's already answered. But here at This Grit and Grace Life, we hope to continue to be a place where we can talk about the real things that are happening in each of our own grit and grace life.
Every episode, we want to end with a quote. So this week, we're actually pulling one straight from our website. We believe within each of us is the strength to conquer and a purpose to be accomplished. We rely upon the source of our faith as we address every area of a woman's life, knowing that if we embrace both grit and grace, women can and will change the world. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.